Hello everybody, welcome to a new episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. I found out, by the way, this is episode 22. 22? 22. I'm Hakeem. Jacob. 20, 22 Savage. 22 Savage. No, fuck 22. It's only 21. Listen to Issa if you haven't. Uh, what, whatever happened to 22? He's just making vines now? He, he, got his chain jacked. he got his chain jacked and then he decided rap wasn't for him. Ah. So, you know. I didn't listen to him much in the beginning. Jalen's not here with us today. No, he uh, he refuses to uh, recognize the relevance of Tyler, the creator. Yeah, he, but he started a freaking cult following. Uh, Made a quarter million off of socks. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I believe that. I bought some myself. But shout out to Jalen. He's not here today. It's just just me and Jake. Yeah, he had to work. Uh, we've been away for a little while. He He was moving. So we we helped him get moved. He started mm-hmm. a new job. So mm-hmm. it's just been uh, wild. I'll make it, make an adult moves. Oh yeah. You know this is just what we do on the side. But I wish we could post more frequently. But when we're together, we try and do as much as we can. Uh, today we're going to be trying something new. Oh yeah. Jake, tell him what's up. All right. Uh, to cut out the news, because uh, sometimes we don't post the podcast right after we create it. Right. So the news may be old news or irrelevant or more information have come out than at the time that we recorded it. Uh, so we're going to do a thing, trivia. I'm going to start it. I'll just read the rules. Uh, how it's going to go is every podcast, whoever wins the trivia the first today, and it just will continue. Whoever wins the next episode will make the questions. There will be six questions. Uh, each answer will merit a point. If the questions have more than one answer, each, each correct answer will merit a point. Each session will have six questions. The winner of the trivia session will create the next episode's questions. The question creator is the judge of all answers. Rulings are final. Okay. Where, where are right. they going to uh, post their answers? Well, if we're doing it in real time, whoever is the judge, okay. you guys will text the judge the okay. answer. Okay. That way, you guys can't feed off each other's answers. Right. Or I won't have to be like, well, he already said that you have to pick five more. Whatever, but Jalen's not here. I called him and got his answers. Yeah, and I wasn't in the room, so I don't know. No, he does not know the answers. He he said that he thinks you're gonna fail this, but I thought if that it's you about had the Jermaine upper hand. Cole, then absolutely. I thought you had the upper hand. Okay, so all right, let's hear it. We'll start. Name the two groups Pharrell Williams is a part of. Nerd and um, oh my God, what's the other one? There's another one. Nerd and uh, fuck, I don't know. All right. Other one was Neptunes. 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 That's right. All right. Name two artists who have sampled the Tribe Called Quest record Electric Relaxation. (laughs) That's an easy one. I don't know. Pass. Skip. He took a stab at it and got one of them. Uh, It's Logic. He did it several times. Okay. And J. Cole on Forbidden Fruit. Oh. Well, no wonder why he got it. He He didn't get Logic. Or he got Logic. He didn't get J. Cole. Oh. All right. These are deep. Yeah, name three female rappers who are not Nicki Minaj, Iggy Azalea, or Remy Ma. Honey Cocaine. Um, oh my god, who else? Not Remy Ma, Nicki Minaj, or who else? Iggy Azalea, if you want to call her a female rapper. She's not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I suck at this. <laughs> Honey Cocaine. Um, oh, Lauren Hill. And, um, Honey Cocaine, Lauren Hill. Are you scrolling through your phone? No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I just opened it up. But I'm going to see if I can pull one out. (laughs) You're looking at, uh, 
ASAP Rocky albums? Yeah. <laughs> Who else? Not Remy Ma, Honey Cocaine, Lauren Hill. Oh, um, Missy Elliott. Okay. Thank you. Got three. God. That's it. That's it. Uh, All right. Some of the ones I had on here, Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Name, Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim. Young M.A. Yep. Chanel Westcott. That's Young M.A. <laughs> that's Jalen said Miley Cyrus, and I had to count it. What? I said, that's, I told him, I said, that's a poor answer, She's but She's done with hip-hop, though. All right. Okay. So, you got three points off of that. Yep. All right. <laughs> what rap duo had the 2000s hit single, Grindin'? Oh, um, Clipping. Okay, it's Clips, but I'll give that to you. Oh, Clips. Fine. All right, no, name five known affiliates of Kanye's Good Music Collective. Yay does not count. Two Chains, Pusha T, Travis Scott, Tyga, and, um, oh my God, what's his name? Pusha T, Two Chains, Tyga, Travis Scott, and, um, mm, mm, I can't think of another one. Who else? What's his name? God dang, dude, these are. I don't know. Yeah, is that so? You just going for? Ch- chances and you're making me sweat with these questions, dude. I don't know who else. So that's, you, you that's it. Four. Right, four out of five. All right. I put Big Sean, Two Chains, Travis Big Scott, Sean. John Legend, Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi. He's. I mean, he's. He's out. And Big Sean's not a part of. Well. <clears throat> Technically, there is no good music anymore, supposedly, from what I've heard. But I'm good. That's, I why, I, that's pick... why it's the music collective. I don't, it didn't work out as a group, mainly because Kanye can't balance his own checkbook. <laughs> How's he going to balance record labels? $55 million dollar debt. Okay. Oh. All right, so right now you are tied. Oh, we're tied? As of right. the, fourth, uh, the fifth question, you guys are tied. So okay. if you get all five of these, Jalen got all five okay. of the next ones, then you guys are going to have a tie. I don't know what we'll do in that situation. All right. Alright, name five hip-hop groups. Record labels do not count. Example of that would be Maybach Music or Young Money. Catch Money. Um, Clipping. Death Grips. The Clips. Oh, no, I I already said them. No, no, Clipping and Clips are different. Are they different? Yeah. Clipping and Clips. Rap rap Trio, Clipping. Rap Duo, Clips. Death Grips. Um, Outcast. Mob Deep. Alright, well, you guys tied. Crap. I had Mob Deep, Tri Called Quest, Beastie Boys, NWA, Cypress Hill, Prime. That counts. Prime counts. That's a duo. Alright. DJ Premier, hottest DJ. So, I guess since it's a tie, I'll just do them again for the next episode. Yeah. And then we'll figure out what to do if there's a tie after that. Alright, shout out, shout out Jalen. He he should really lose, though, for saying Miley Cyrus for female rapper. (laughs) I'll take a W, but honestly, I'm kind of ashamed of how I did. I it was done. hard. It took me a while to think those up. Those are good ones. Those are deep. Those are I good didn't want to throw out like softball questions. Hip-hop cuts. Hey, pause the uh, pause the video each time and see if you can answer them yourself. Yeah. Let us know how you guys did. Tweet us, at HLHPL. All right, we're going to be reviewing uh, Flower Boy, Scumfuck Flower Boy, whatever you want to call it. Scumfuck Flower Boy. Mm-hmm. It will be Flower Boy in the title, though. Yes. Um, what are, what were you expecting? Well, first of all, the album leaked two weeks ago. Yes. Jake sent me the link, and, uh, I listened to it. I did too. We, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, but I wasn't really listening to it too much. 
Because no. I wanted to wait until he officially released it. I listened to it once. Yeah. Um, just to kind of get a kind of feel of what was to come. I think it was about one and a half times for me, something yeah. like that. Uh, I don't know if it was leaked intentionally. I know a lot of artists will leak music intentionally uh, to kind of get the feel for what's going on. Right. But I don't. he seems like he has a pretty tight-knit group, so I don't know who would... At the same time, though, he leaked it, and then the whole gay controversy came out. And it brought up even more hype for the album. Right. So. Since you brought that, let's talk about it. That's kind of genius. Um, if that was the intention. I don't know if, if it, it was or not. Yeah, it could, it, I could be completely off, off the mark. But how many articles did you see the day it leaked <sighs> about that? As if it matters. Like 20 minutes when it leaked, I saw Complex talking about it. I saw that, that one that you and I found individually. Yeah. I saw... Uh, Hip Hop DX talking about it. I saw Genius talking about it. Genius did a video of a timeline of where Tyler the Creator supposedly was trying to come out of the closet. Right. Which is excessive because, like you said, who cares? Oh, you can take anybody's words and twist them. And even if he is gay, honestly, what does it matter? In 2017, we this should not be an announcement. There's too many people who are gay out there. Young Thug is kissing Lil Uzi Vert's neck for a photo shoot. And, oh, excuse me, it's chain, but it's a choker, so it's pretty much his neck. Wearing dresses, like, we're in a time where hip-hop is much more accepting of gay culture. Even the fashion in hip-hop, the way yeah. the guys are dressing nowadays, well, I would say in, in new school hip-hop. Yeah, because you're going to have a lot I mean. of guys, old school hip-hop, that... Yeah, the homophobes. Yeah. Which, even if he was gay, would it be shocking? With, with all the homophobic lyrics from the, the past, it would what be. If, if Eminem came out as gay, I wouldn't be shocked. He did um, uh, in that movie. <laughs> Stop. But I'm a homosexual. <laughs> I don't. Th- it doesn't matter. It doesn't at all. I I. But what bothers me now is the gay controversy overshadows the music. Right. People are not talking about the album for the music. They're talking about Garden Shed, where actually Tyler the Creator corrected people, where he said there's a part where he says, "I thought I would come out like Frank and Poof," yeah. but he said. I thought it would come out, and something like the phrase "poof gone," yeah, which makes more sense. But well, see, when I when I heard that, I read that line. I thought, I wonder, is he talking about being gay like Frank, or if the feelings he had were going to disappear like Frank? Talking mm-hmm. about how Frank yeah, just disappeared. That's what I thought. But he he said phrase, not yeah. Frank. So even that, he said he said people misheard that. Well, it still says Frank on the iTunes. Lyrics. Whoever writes these lyrics for iTunes needs to get the shit together. I bet you it's linked to Genius or something like that. Well, Genius is right. Oh, they changed it. Yes, yeah, so there. I mean, there were there were like spacing errors on iTunes. Mm. Uh, they might be auto generated. I don't know. Um, I did read some comments on like hot new hip hop people are talking about. Oh, he must be gay because this album's pretty gay. Talking about because this album is softer than what we've heard in the past. My thing though, if you listen to Cherry Bomb. Which I know a lot of people didn't. And granted, some parts of Cherry Bomb are really blown out and produced oddly. But yeah. some of the some of the sounds and the aesthetic, the string sections, the piano, those were things that we heard on Cherry Bomb. Yeah, this it sounds like a more polished Cherry. This Bomb. is polished Cherry Bomb. I think this is what he wanted to make on Cherry Bomb, but made it a little less abrasive and a little bit more autobiographical and. Uh, deep dive into Tyler's psyche well, and current mood. A lot of people, like I said, called it soft. And he still has some 
darker, kind of twisted lyrics. He said one line, you know, that cherry be the bomb. So he makes kind of light of the Boston Marathon bombing, oh. which that's where yeah. Tyler started was dark humor. Um, he's a little controversial. He's a little yes, bad. definitely. Have he's you felt banned like from New Zealand? Well, that's some bullshit. In Australia, or was it just Australia? It was, it was both, I think. I think. But that's yeah, that's, that's some bullshit. If you follow Christian Clancy on Twitter, when that happened, he put out a big letter mm. talking about how it happened and how what New Zealand was claiming was not true. Um, not only that, they were getting on him for lyrics from Bastard and Goblin when he had just put out Wolf. Yeah. Which is a, a polar opposite. Yes. Have you felt like we've got to watch Tyler grow up? Because we're close to the same age yeah. as him. We, we got were, into his music when it, it started, when it was the darkest. And back then... There's like a jokes. picture of me in a Goblin t-shirt... And I had all the Odd Future apparel. I still wear Odd Future stuff. Yeah. Zoomy's got a hold of it, and I'm not as big a fan yeah. of it. But I got... Well, he's... Tyler's future. not affiliated with the Odd Future right, brand anymore. Right. It's he's just not, his golf wing. Um, and I don't wear it anymore, you know? And, and we're not as, like... Not as into it, and I haven't bought anything off golf. But when I was 16, 15, 16, uh, we had... We kind of got exposed to him yeah. at the same time. And yeah, I feel... I feel as if we've seen, like, an evolution of Odd Future and kind of this sad, like, departure from Odd Future, too. Like, everybody else kind of leaving them, yeah. too. You know? Well, as he matured, we kind of matured. I mean, to be honest, we thought that the song Epar with Earl and Vince was, like, the best shit at the time. Yeah. And it's just a song about rape, yeah. which now just seems appalling. Yeah. But it's not, yeah. When, when you're a freshman in high school, it was you don't, you're, yeah, your worldview is not... We wanted to now. be edgy. We wanted to be as obnoxious as that. Did you say something about edging? Edgy. No, oh. not edging. What the fuck? <laughs> Chill. <laughs> Chill. But yeah, and anybody else who was who was into hip-hop at that time, everything Odd Future did got attention. Yeah. They were being interviewed by everybody. I remember I watched Nardwar. Nardwar has two interviews with him, I think. Nardwar has two interviews with Tyler, one interview with Odd Future. Sid the Kid and Earl got an interview on there. I love I loved it all, and I think without them, a lot of people wouldn't have gotten as much shine as they deserved. No. Like we, I don't think we would have heard about Earl the same way, you know, because he came out with so much hype, especially with him being in Samoa for so long. Right. But then when he came out, he really just kind of abandoned uh, the Odd Future. Well, I think I think being title, being that he was in Samoa for that long. He was kind of forced to grow up because he. There's interviews where he's talked about the work he had to do over there. He's pretty isolated, so you don't. I mean, you, you kind of mature or stay the same. And he was there to make a change, whether he bought into it at the beginning or not. I like that Earl is more of a recluse, and honestly, had he come out and just did the same thing that he was doing before he went out, he wouldn't be as taken taken as seriously. I think for his right. for his genius. So let's talk about the album a little bit. Yeah. What was well, my first? I had chills when I listened to "Who That Boy." Who that boy? Who he means? I did yeah. not expect. It's it's kind of this. It's been a trend. J Cole did it. He put out "False Prophets," and everybody dies. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, oh, this this album's gonna be hype. So I thought I, I heard "Who That Boy" and 9/11. I'm annoyed by that bait and switch though. Well, because honestly, the mood of this album, if I'm being totally honest, it's a downer. <laughs> Yeah, that, a, that single sounded like it should have been on the cozy tape with ASAP Mob. Yeah. It was but. just... I knew I knew from 911. I think 911 was more so of a good look at what this album was going right. to be like. 
than Who Dat Boy because Who Dat Boy is just very hype. And, I mean, the other song that was kind of hype was I Ain't, the, I Ain't Got Time. But that chorus is obnoxious. I Ain't Got Time. That's obnoxious. Well, do you know what? where he recorded that, don't you? Did you read a, the article about mm-hmm. that? He was in the studio with Kanye, and apparently Kanye fell asleep on a couch outside the studio. He, and he told me he didn't want to be on the song either, yeah. right? Because he offered him it. And, uh, and Nicki Minaj. That's not true. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. He offered the song to Nicki. She said, she said, I don't know what to do with it. Requires right. effort. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Can't rap anyway, on this. Kanye fell asleep on a couch outside of the studio, like out of the recording room, and Tyler just jacked that shit and went in there and started recording. <laughs> I, I can see that. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't that bad. It was not my favorite. The only song that I, I just absolutely hated was Glitter. What? No, that was... The You're crazy. One. Glitter was good. I don't... I don't think I absolutely... I think I Ain't Got Time is the one that I just can't stand. I don't want to listen to it. Was that the one where he says he's been kissing white boys since 2004? I don't remember. Which, by the way, if we do, if you guys are Odd Future fans... Lucas Rossetti. He said he'd kiss Lucas before. So I don't know what the whole thing... Like, all of a sudden now they're saying like, Oh, wow, this means this. He's He's been trolling people saying that kind of no. stuff. You, I mean, the man made his living at the beginning of his career off of controversy. Yeah. He and ate he, a roach to get famous. Yeah, cockroach. Shout out to Yonkers. Yeah. And not only that... It's not that it's not that eye-opening of a line. I, neither one of them. No. Garden Shed is more so. And I think Tyler could, if he is gay, this could be a way of maybe coming out a little bit, but he's not addressing it really. And to be fair, like we're saying, it's not a big deal, so maybe he shouldn't address it. Maybe he should just keep living his I life. Think he's, I don't think he's going to say anything. No. But even the title of the album, Scumfuck Flower Boy, Flower Boy... Is like address calling somebody gay. Yeah, and it's like the whole like juxtaposition between like his name. Yeah. Well, and I was I didn't catch a lot of the stuff until I read through it as I was listening. Yeah. Um, where the where this flower blooms, he's literally talking about himself growing up. Makes sense. I mean, he's talking about himself being a flower, mm-hmm. and that his seeds were thrown everywhere, and he grew up and started to bloom. Um, what did you think about the the track "See You Again"? That's, I think that was one of my favorites. See, See You Again was really pretty. I, I remember the chorus a lot of yeah. that one. It was very memorable. Did Sid do that chorus? I think so. What did you think of like the features? Her. The features were pretty good. Yeah, I like Dropping Seeds a lot. The uh, that Lil Wayne yeah. interlude. What was what was your least favorite feature? I'm a huge fan. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Jaden Smith on that one. Don't say that. I like Potholes. Watch I, out for the Potholes. I, I, I don't good. think it added anything. to it. I mean, it, it was good. So I listened to the ear, but I don't think it added a edge to the album that it would have had if he wasn't on it. I would have rather listened to Jaden doing it than Tyler, because while Tyler sings a lot more on this album, he said it before in interviews. His voice doesn't really grant him that ability to right. sing, and even here, it's kind of eh, it's kind of shaky to listen. Well, he's kind of got the the Kanye J Cole ego where my rapping is good enough where I can sing. J Cole's singing. Is on par with Tyler's. Well, J. Kanye has at least has way better. Yeah, and even then, it's not that great. No, but it's still it's still okay. And honestly, Grant, to give Tyler credit, it doesn't. It's not grating on the ears or anything. It's passable, so you can definitely listen right. to it. Um, Kanye uses the auto tune more so than either one of them, and does more of that like Travis Scott kind of yeah. singing. 
A lot of distortion. Yeah. Um, very melodic. Yeah, the Lil Wayne... What is... I guess they got their strong relationship through skating. Cause, yeah, I can see that. I mean, their music isn't very similar. And I don't no. see them being in the same kind of, like, societal roles. I could see Lil Wayne in, like, California. Or well, I'm not about, like, Chile. the... Tyler's kind of not one to party. Lil Wayne's no. partier. Yeah. I don't Sometimes know, I just, I just like don't a, see their paths crossing Sometimes it's, like, an artistic thing. Yeah. Like, maybe you, maybe you respect him as an artist... I think no, that's why I, definitely because Kanye is in his forties, but he 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 messes with a lot of like younger artists yeah. because there's like this this artistic mutualness or respect for each other's art. Lil Wayne has been in the game for so long, and a lot of people who like hip hop, at least not I don't want to say grew up on Lil Wayne, but at least listened to a few yeah, songs. I mean, he was on the radio for like yeah, five years. If you're a fan years, of hip hop. You're a fan of something Lil Wayne has done. Definitely, definitely. I love Lil Wayne. I will always love Lil Wayne. Like, Carter Two is is an influential album on my life. Yes, that's, that's a hip-hop essential album. Yeah, it definitely is. So, I'm not surprised that him and Tyler collaborate with each other. Smuckers is one of the best songs oh, off yeah. of Cherry Bomb. What did you think about the time? I like that it was a fairly short album. 47 minutes 47 isn't long minutes. at all. It was really concise, but the thing that makes this album feel like it... Not drags on, but you really do feel every minute of it. Yeah. Is the the tone of it and the mood he sets? He sets this like. Tyler sounds sad, man. Tyler yeah. sounds sad, and not only that, he's. I feel like maybe he feels as if he's at this like peak, and he has lost a lot of core fans, from straying away from the old sound, right. from losing the Odd Future Collective because before it was like. It was a moment, like you know, Odd Future Tape Volume Two was the last thing they they really all made together, yeah. and that's a very memorable project. That, I mean, the only other thing beyond that where a lot of them were together was Trash Wang, yeah, um, Wolf, right? And that's not, and that's like that's a posse cut, and it's more like a funny song. Yeah. He did that on Goblin too. Um, what was that? My bitch sucked dick. Yeah, he did the same thing where it was just like it was a funny song, and it was a it was just something to. To get hyped. Well, I think Jay Z said it the best. If you like my old shit, go buy my old album. Yeah, but Tyler is not is it's not like in the same position as Jay Z. He's genuinely addressing the fact that he feels like he's losing a lot of his fans. What if my day one fans become my two, three, and four? Like he might lose the old ones on the way, but then he gains new ones. Right. But that's still not enough for Tyler, you know. Well, I think that this album will eventually generate him fans. When I, when I started listening to it, I thought a lot of the um, Childish Gambino album, mm-hmm. Awaken My Love, because it was very different from what, like the casual Tyler fan yeah. would hear. I mean, you, you put Tyler on shuffle, and you hear really Bastard, Goblin, Wolf. Those all kind of sound similar. Wolf. Have the same sound. But then when Goblin, or I mean when Cherry Bomb came out in this, you can kind of see the transition. Mm-hmm. For me, it was more so, I think the cutoff was Wolf. Cut off, like, Goblin and Bastard feel like they were made in that same headspace. Wolf, he was doing a couple of edgy things, but it was more so, like, him realizing he's famous, especially with songs like Colossus, yeah. where he's addressing, like, wow, he has people who really are diehard. And Wolf kind him. of closed that trilogy of those mm-hmm. albums, because all the storyline is... Fluent through all, yeah. all three albums. And that's a really... 
That was the most intriguing thing about Tyler, too, was everything he did, he had different characters for it, and we got kind of invested in the stories he was trying to tell with those characters. Right. And, and how Ace was more like the, the like murderous one, and Wolf Haley was kind of another persona of his. It was just interesting to see what each character brought to Tyler, but they were all still him in some way. Right. He know? took the whole Eminem, Slim Shady... All those to uh, a whole nother level. I want to say this, and I don't want to piss anybody off, but I might. Eminem's albums in 10 years are not going to be looked at in a positive light. No, probably not. And and to be fair, neither will Tyler's old albums. Bastard or Goblin. Right. But with the, the fans, way society the fans of those now, albums... Are still of there. that artist, are, they're still going to love it. If it wasn't for Eminem, we wouldn't have the Odd Future mm-hmm. group because no one before them came out as edgy as that. There was it was it, they were out, but it was more so it wasn't in the mainstream life. Right. What, like, what else would have, be that, that? Well, you have like horrorcore, and you have certain songs like that. Yeah, but, but who was doing that back then? No, ICP. That's not that's, horrorcore. That's just fucking. Trash. It is trash. <laughs> but no, that was the most mainstream. Yeah, version of I don't want to say nasty music, but that's what it was. That's what it was. Dirty tunes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had Marilyn Manson in the rock scene. That was very equivalent to how kind of Tyler and Evan. That was like, and that was like white boy shit. Like, right. you weren't. If you liked hip hop, you weren't listening to Marilyn Manson necessarily. Lucky Louisie Burt. Right, and that's what I. I think our like generation pro- was that turning point. I mean, being black. I mean, I watched Louisie Burt talk about this. I don't remember what interview he was. He was talking. He got teased in school for listening. The one with Pharrell. Yeah, he yeah. got teased. Other tone. Yes. Um, he got teased in school for listening to that. Right. So if and it weren't for those, those and Tyler artists. was a lot like that too. Yeah. I think a lot of the people that that we see nowadays that are popular, thanks to the internet, outcasts have a voice. People that would not have gotten attention have a voice, and that's what that's what the, our generation is a lot about. It's about the people who didn't have a voice that get a voice, and people like Tyler. Um, even Sid the Kid, I think, who... Sid the Kid is not traditionally attractive. She's no. She was very she was very open about her sexuality, you know? She's a lesbian. But her music transcends her identity, and her voice is so beautiful and important and great, what she's saying, that you have to listen to them. Uzi is not... I'm not saying he's trying to necessarily push a message... But he has an aesthetic, he has a sound that he has made that puts him on a higher platform. That's what Tyler has done. He took Odd Future, he took his outcast friends, the skater, black skaters, people who liked rock, people who liked jazz, and he catapulted them to the top yep. too. And that's what the internet has done that no other platform could do. Because it's not easy to get into TV. It's hard to get into these record labels and try to do the same I thing. Mean, Look at the the struggles Kanye West has had making clothes the way he wants to make clothes. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Tyler's making clothes the way he wants to make clothes. Right. So he penetrated a lot of different factions that most musicians can't because they're in the box of, oh, you're a musician. Right. We don't want your input on clothes. We don't want your input on TV. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, it's either August 3rd or August 10th, he has the show Nut and Bolts coming out on Viceland. Looks really cool. He's taught. It's, it's a, yes. It's kind of like how it's made. He's literally just picking things that he thinks are cool, and he's showing how they're made and how they work, oh, and their cool. influences. I, the 
trailer had Bill Nye, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, That's cool. Has It's just a bunch of stuff he thinks is cool, and he's talking about it and explaining why he thinks it's cool. So it ought to be a pretty cool show. It's either August 3rd or August 10th. I don't remember. Very I cool. saw it when I was watching an episode of Fuck That's Delicious the other day. <laughs> Shout out to Action Bronson. Um, back to the album. What are the five... Five songs that you're gonna like play. Uh, See you again. The forward is really good. Yeah, it was. I mean, he came out and really rapped coherently, mm-hmm. very fluent. To somebody that's not a Tyler fan, they could mm-hmm. listen to that track and go, "Oh, he's actually this guy can this actually album rap." This album is very consistent, by the way. Yes. But, so the forward, "See okay. You Again," uh, "Who That Boy," mm-hmm. uh, I like 911, mm-hmm. and probably Boredom. Okay, I like that one too. Yeah. For me, it would be uh, Where This Flower Blooms, Garden Shed, uh, 9-11 Mr. Lonely, November, and probably Who Dat Boy. Yeah. But not not necessarily, to be honest, in the it context fit of the, the album, album, does not fit. Yeah. It does not fit at all. And I wish it was a single, but it's still a good, good track nonetheless. ASAP Rocky kills it. And the music video is really good. And once I heard that Tyler did, I think he did all the production for this album. Yes, all the production and wrote everything. That's incredible. Yes. And makes me really want to see him direct a movie kind of like uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Because to me, that's a that's another uh, movie where the soundtrack was very essential yeah. to the story. And he he's done uh, music videos like Fucking Young Perfect. That's another great video where the colors he chose, the the scenery, all that is done so well with the song that I could really see him doing a full-length film. I would love to see that. Yeah, he probably could have taken off uh, Who That Boy and I Ain't Got Time yeah. and made the album shorter. And I don't think it would have taken away from really anything. The only thing, the, the line that stuck out to me in Who That Boy is where he says, um, I don't shop at the mall. Something, something, I'm a goddamn artist. Right, right. And it, I, I, I was riding in the car with my wife, and I was like, imagine how cool that would be. Yeah. Like, you don't have to go shopping because when you're at home, you're designing your clothes, and somebody makes it and ships them to you. Yeah, he talked about, like, he was, like, making a table, and you know it's golf or something right. like that. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, when I'm, probably, my favorite t-shirt that I own is probably the one I made for the Chance to Rapper concert. Oh, yeah. I went onto, a, like, a t-shirt design website and made, like, a fan t-shirt. I didn't want to buy a knockoff because that's how he makes his money. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I want to make a fan art t-shirt. That's and that's like the most gratifying t-shirt I'm wearing because you designed it. Yeah. My favorite... I don't really... I wish I was that creative. I just... I wear like Supreme and uh, 21 Savage merch. I have a 21 Savage hat on now. I love it. I hope you didn't pay more than $21 for it. Twenty. <laughs> so what would you rate the album I'm it's kind of hard for me to rate it right now because I'm very torn about this album I think it's beautiful I think there's a lot to it um, I have to be in the mood for it though right so for me it's going to be a 7 I would say I was going to give it an 8 okay and like you said you have to be in the mood for it but it's like, like I said earlier it's kind of very parallel to Awaken My Love you had to. It's a fantastic album, but you have to be in the mood mood for it. You can't really turn it on. Man, I could play "Awaken My Love." Redbone is the only song on "Awaken My Love." Zombies, Zombies is good, but Zombies that, is good. I could, I could play a few songs off of that. The problem with this one is, it's like, really, you want to listen to it 
front to back. I don't. Yeah. I, how, except for Who Dat Boy. How similar of an aesthetic is it to I Don't Like Shit, I Don't Go Outside? Because that's an album you had to be in the mood for. I don't that's like kind shit of a depressing is, album. is disgusting. Though. When I listen to it, when I say disgusting, it's like, it's really dark. Even the way he talks about like the mm. women that he's talking to is just purely just sexual. For me, uh, Scumfuck, Flower Boy sounds a lot more kind of like, uh, uh, not Life of Pablo. I don't know. I would. I don't know what to compare it to. I would just say it's one of those albums where it's like, He's talking about his fame and how it's affecting him. Whereas, I don't like shit is like, man, I'm fucked up right now. Well, what I meant is just like the way you feel when you listen to it. Yeah, yeah. I have to be in the mood. I mean, I don't like shit. I don't go outside. is one of the best albums ever, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But I have to be in the mood to listen to it. Yeah. For me, I think I'm such a huge fan of Earl. I put it on whenever. But that's more so because I like ripping his lyrics apart. That's my feeling with Doris. I can put right. Doris on whenever. Yeah. I have that uh, That and Rodeo are the two albums I keep in my car, and it doesn't matter what kind of mood I'm in. Yeah. I'll get in the car, it'll start playing, and most of the time I just leave it on. Yeah, that's kind of how I am with I Don't Like Shit, because I like tearing it apart, and I like how it, even when I'm in the car, I like how it hits, and or if I'm listening to it in my headphones, that's even good too, because I can pay attention more so to the lyrics. But this is an album you definitely need to listen to with headphones, because yeah. the sound that I heard in, the, in my car... Versus headphones is completely different. Mm-hmm. Play it at night, too. Honestly, that, I think that would even amplify the mood. Uh, seven for me. Seven overall. All right. Very good album. I would recommend it. It would have got a nine if it wasn't for Glitter. I like Glitter. I still like Glitter. I'm down with it. Alright, All right. so what are you, what's your... Uh, I want to do a little bit of both. I'm trying What? Tell me the top three in your heavy rotation, and then tell me a hidden hit. Heavy Rotation, Flower Boy, um, Funk Wave Bounces, Volume 1, which I got you on that a little bit today. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. He says, there's that's, a couple that's, songs. he says that's white DJ Khaled. Yeah. <laughs> Just because of the collaborations. I don't know. The I sound don't... is a lot different, though. You're right. I think there's a bit more work in Calvin Harris. I think there's more I give him more credit in the production. I give him credit for that. Oh, and the third is a, it's a playlist that Apple Music curators did. It's... Uh, Kanye West backpacker with a Benz, yeah, that's... and it's just some old Kanye songs and some collaborations. Rhyme Fest, uh, he has just old Ghostface Killer on there. Eighty Eight Keys, you ever heard of them? Yeah. So yeah, it's just a pretty cool playlist. Nice. Uh, mine is uh, the heavy rotation is Issa album, uh, Colors Two EP by Party Next Door, and uh, Perfect Timing with Nav and Metro Boomin. And I was a uh, very critical of Nav, but Perfect Timing has. Good good hits on there, and the intro is it's a good intro. Throws you right, throws you in right. Good try. All right, what's your hidden hit? Uh, oh god, this is embarrassing. It's uh, Audi by Smoke Perp. I I kind of always wrote him off just because I mean that's like him and uh, what's the other one, the one that dissed J Cole, Lil Pump. Yeah. Uh, oh no no that that's X did that too. Lil Pump did. Well yes, Lil Pump I did. Know that. I think he just said fuck J Cole. Oh, wow. X had like an actual reason that was intellectual, right, right. well thought out. Um, it's a, call, a song called Audi. It has no content really at all. Kind of slap. The beat is sick. It slaps. Um, mine, mine. I don't know. This is kind of an older, older track. Um, no, maybe something off of here. No, you know what? 
I'm gonna do it. It's not even it's not even hip hop either. Um, Lithium by Nirvana. Bye. I've been listening to uh, to this album a lot. Nevermind. Very good album. I'm impressed. I was swimming on Sunday. Went to the pool. It was, it's been like deathly hot here in South Carolina. Yeah. Over anyway, we went to the pool and it was it was hot in the pool and I said, y'all, anybody mind if I go full on Nirvana <laughs> in the pool? And only like one person got it and like, oh my god, no. <laughs> the, try and the, I think what's good about this and the reason why I recommend the Nirvana track is a lot of the newer newer acts coming out now have influences outside of hip-hop, and it's important to see where these people pull from. Right. You hear Kurt Cobain being thrown around so much, and even his influence in fashion and music come to life in hip-hop, that it's cool to explore what was before right. and see why they pull so much influence from it. So I really like it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Leave a like on the video, subscribe if you're new, and follow us on Twitter, at HLHPO. We'll see you all next time.